Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Retro Podcast, where Josh and Adrian talk about various marketing topics that are on our minds. Josh, I'm curious, what's on your mind this week? So last week, I took a B2B homepage conversion workshop last Friday. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I wanted to share kind of just general things on like what I learned and get into my brain on why I bought the course. It was very, it was very, it was a very impulse buy. I think I bought it like the day before. So um, that is impulse. Okay. So I'm curious before we even get started in like you going in deep, um, what would make you think that you needed to buy a homepage course, like conversion course workshop in the first place? Well, I guess it hit me at the right time, honestly. So, so there was a big timing factor. Uh, and so I guess I'm trying to feel like how far should we walk this back? <laughs> uh, but, but I'll just say I bought it mostly because, yeah, I was, I have some current OKRs and some things to do, like a positioning exercise that we wanted to do this quarter. We could probably talk about that at nauseum in another <laughs> episode, but we should. Uh, yeah. And, and we, I also had a, uh, we had some MQL drops and some other things like in the past month. So my attention was very much focused on conversions and, you know, I got hit at the right time with an email in my inbox that was just a exhaustive resource on homepage conversion for B2B SaaS. And it grabbed my attention and it was super lucky and it had all kinds of details. And I'm like, yes, now when am I going to do it? So other than like bookmark it and set it for later, I think that happened, you know, maybe like last Monday or so. Wow. So it was in your inbox. Is this somebody that you've been subscribed to for years or what's the relationship with the the course creator? No. Uh, so again, on the, the timing thing. So I, I was, I think I was, this was like the first, uh, I would say newsletter I got. So I, I actually subscribed like a week before. Wow. So, so yeah, uh, it, it's, it's really interesting because I've known of this person. Um, her name is, uh, Emily Kramer, I believe if I got that wrong, I'm sorry. Um, and, uh, it's funny as I think I first heard her on another podcast on, um, Lenny Richisky's podcast. Yeah. Um, and it was probably over the summer and, you know, on my normal podcast walk. And it was super interesting on just her frameworks and stuff for, you know, B2B SaaS and marketing and things like that. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And and I really liked her take on stuff. She worked at Asana and Carta and is also like an advisor to a lot of B2B SaaS companies. So already checks marks on being very like targeted and specific towards mm-hmm. like my subject matter. Right. Cause it's like, even if I saw someone advertise a homepage conversion thing and I'm like, okay, is it, who's this for? Right. This natural, yeah. like, is it, if it's an e-commerce, it's going to be different. Is it for like a freemium type of thing? Is it like a mobile app? All these different things go through my head on like why this may not be worth my while, so to speak, or, or I'm not going to get benefit from it, or it's going to be generic advice that they're trying to, boil the ocean and apply to everyone. Right. Absolutely. So that's so interesting to me because a lot of times when we think about building your personal brand and being a consultant and selling courses, you're told 
you have to build that trust. It's a long game. You've got to really work at it, like constantly show up and which I'm true is sure for the creator themselves, but for the buyer, it doesn't necessarily take three, six months, you know, a year or two before you decide to buy. It just really does have to be the right time. Right. I would say there, so there were two major factors. So timing was a huge factor. Um, Because I could probably say I've subscribed to tons of newsletters and depending on if it hit me at the right time for the right course, like, I don't think she can control that. I can't control that, all those types of things. But I heard about her, you know, like I said, like, I think three or four months ago is when she first went on Penny's podcast. Then, then um, another person I know that runs an agency, Agency 42, Camille, Uh you know, right? So Camille. So, uh, and and he was tweeting about and like basically she was giving him some love on like her network or whatever and he did a apparently a like a, a Google Analytics for little workshop for some people on her team or something like that. So he was tweeting about it. And so again, like mm-hmm. you know, that classic you gotta hear about these things. And it's so it was already a lot of trust I had in her based off of looking at her stuff. I already bookmarked her Substack, but I never subscribed to it. So at some point along the way with Camille talking about it and looking at ourselves, I was like, you know, what? I'll just subscribe so I don't forget about this and I'll get the stuff in my inbox. And yeah. lo and behold, she's this massive, her most recent one is on, you know, homepage and it's got just fraught with like, you know, uh, wireframes and clicks to examples. So it's super comprehensive. And nice. so, but, and, and honestly, I probably could have taken that and gotten pretty far with, with just that content and doing it myself. Um, but along the way in there, you know, it's like, oh, and I'm also doing a workshop on it this Friday. <laughs> and it didn't really hit me. I like saw it, but it took me like maybe two, three days to finally kind of click the button. And it's like, I go and look and there's a discount code if you're also a Substack subscriber. Nice. And, uh, so I subscribed to her Substack just to get the discount, but also realizing it was also like, she doesn't charge very much. I think it's like $6 a month or $60 a year. Um, yeah. And, and we just before this call, we were talking about, you know, our love for Substack and she does some really neat things on Substack, which is cool, which is, I think you can put locked material behind, you know, four paid subscribers, like sections of the newsletter. Yeah. And all of her stuff looks like all of her articles are locked, but I think they're not. It's what's interesting is like, once I subscribed, it was just like the bottom four links or bottom four click resources to get some other template she was adding and and the discount code for when I signed up for the course. So oh, she's nice. already giving away like everything. And then it's sort of like, oh, also, if you want to be a paid subscriber, here's links to, you know, the template. So like there's a nice, she's got a nice little, little, little thing going just from a marketing consulting person perspective. And the way she's done it and the way she's using Substack. So I thought that all sounds, that was... That sounds very interesting. I like that. So, okay. So it was a live workshop, right? It wasn't like mm-hmm. a recorded. Was- okay, that's good to know. And so she did it live. So tell me, what what did you... What were some things you took away from it? So, um, yeah. I mean, I, what, I love live uh, cohort courses, mostly because they force me as a forcing function to yeah. do it. And also the fact that I paid for it, I'm going to... Uh, just try to make the best use of it. So part of that, I mean, that was one of the reasons I signed up as well. Cause I'm like, 
I need to work on this thing. And this is going to get me on Friday afternoon to just like focus. And then of course my natural run after the course in my brain is like that. I just start working on the stuff cause I'm right there. Yeah. So, um, so that all happened, which was great. And, you know, somebody, I would just say, we won't go into the exhaustive details of the course, but some of the interesting kind of fun things were just, uh, she really broke a lot of it down for a lot of like how your team should be set up and structured. Like even in the application, she was like, basically wanted to make sure like a true marketer that she was talking to the right people that were getting in the course. Oh, wow. So even nice. some of it was like, do you have a team that can you easily make changes to your website? Because if you can't, like this course isn't going to be good for you right now. So it was it was interesting. So there was like an application, um, but she also used it to group different people in breakout rooms as well, like different stage people. So very well thought out, honestly. So, um, and, but some of the key things were just some basics and, and this is the stuff that you kind of smack your head at, but uh, you know, we all did this, this critique of other websites and then you en- ended up doing a peer critique as well with your own sites if you wanted to. Nice. But one of the real basics one was like looking at that hero section, the first, you know, above the fold area. And they're like, you should be able to answer like these three questions. Like what is the product? Who is it for? And why is it better? It's really simplistic, but it's like you go and look at websites out there and the number that don't do that. Right. Or, and also, sorry, the last one is like, does it clear CTA? And you could probably grade all these sites out there and and just easily find big missing things because yeah. it's so easy for us marketers and and CEOs and everyone else to want to think visionary and want to think like big yes. as you see those examples. Um, and one of the biggest ones is they're like, well, everyone's like, well, what about all these other ones? They're like, you have to ignore Stripe. Like, look at don't look at Stripe. Don't look at Notion. Don't look at segment. Don't look at any of these established. Don't look at HubSpot. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. I'm sure you have something to say about that. No. So it's funny. Uh, some marketer friends of mine and my, another friend, we have this kind of joke where it's the Jabberwocky. So you, you go to these websites and it's like envision, encourage and do amazing things. And it's just mm-hmm. all of these, like, remember when one word sentences were really popular, like oh, innovate. <laughs> period. And like, right. that's, that was everybody's subheading for, you know, a year or two. It's very much like in that line, you don't want to be that you want to actually be really clear and tell what people do. I, I love that. I think that's, that's a really good advice, obviously. And it's challenging to find, especially in B2B SaaS, because like you said, visionaries, we want to dream big and, and talk about, you know, these big ideas. It doesn't really actually tell you what, what you do. So that's good. Good advice. Right, right. And most of the ones, those big brands that happen, they're, they're big brands. So they everyone else already knows what they do. And everyone's yeah. told everyone why it's great and what it's for. Like that's when you have probably a big brand, you don't need to. And you can start to be like, well, why us? Because we are inspirational or we are, you know, we're, 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 we're happy or we're whatever other types of things that you want to kind of try to project as a brand and everyone wants to read and be a Nike and be these, these, you know, types of, uh, types of brands that emulate a feeling. So. Absolutely. And so you said what it is, who's it for, why is it better? The clear CTA. So mm-hmm. what, what else about the call to action? Like what comes next? What do you have to do to increase conversions or what did you learn? 
so it was a, another big um, kind of critique check mark too, was like, now follow the CTA, follow it and make mm. sure that it is smooth across the board. And there was actually a number of examples where people have things like sign up and it goes to a demo and it was like, oh, that's weird. Or, or it's like things that just, again, and I think like we all do this, we build these in little pieces, yeah. but seldom go back and kind of take the, take the chair and take the, the first person experience all the way through and trying to wipe your brain clear and saying like, I'm going to, I'm going to walk this through and click this. Does this make sense? Does that button make sense with that heading? Does it, what am I actually getting out of it? There were a number of examples that you could go through and you'd easily be confused by, by the route it took or by the language that all of a sudden changed because someone was probably optimizing the sign up page for something. Mm-hmm. And now something says sign up and the other one says, you know, log in or some other, you know, change or someone's tinkering with an A-B test that no longer like, you know, hits those marks. And so she was talking a lot about just the, the main things that, you know, people should concentrate on. And then here are the ones that, yeah, they're good. And most sites have these, but, you know, spend more time on, on the big things that matter. So it's like the homepage, the how it works page, pricing page and like the company information page so yeah. like aside from that those are going to always you know get you the most traffic and i went back and looked at our stats i'm like oh yeah that's true <laughs> i was like why have i been spending time on this like derivative feature page for so long where actually there's not more people are often you know less informed than i think you know it's harder to bring your brain out of that so yeah yeah. I've heard that like about pages are some of the most popular pages in B2B SaaS before like to convert, which I think and is I'm surprised. so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, I think I removed mine at some point. So I have to go back and add that back. Like it's there, but it's more of like a hybrid contact us page that doesn't have a lot of information about me and the team. We used to have this team page, but at some yeah. point I was like, eh, I don't know. Do people really look at that? And we took it off. So I don't know. I think it's interesting when being both a marketer and a creator at the same time, which we both are in our own respects, that what you do is not always actually like what you create, right? So it's like you you have this idea of like traditional marketing practices. And so you create these things and then actually how you behave as a consumer can sometimes be different, which I don't know. That's always interesting. Always trying to understand how you create. So what else? I see something, an ugly footer tip. Can you tell me about the ugly footer tip? What is that? So that one was interesting too, because everyone, she's, you know, one of the common advice too was, it's like, you can have an ugly footer and that's fine. Like footers are are meant to just be jam packed with all things that you didn't want to necessarily have on your menu, but are important. It might be important for SEO, might be important to see alternatives or here's your social links. Here's all these other things. And she's like, no one cares. Like they're going down there and they're just looking for the stuff that they need to find. Yeah. And don't worry. Cause you have too many people that end up trying to curate, highly curate and like, well, this doesn't do this. This is all. And, and especially, you know, I guess people thinking more of like, is there's too much there? And it's like, well, that's actually the one place where people are going to go essentially like digging through the trash to find the link they want yeah. to find. It's <laughs> so. like going through someone's basement. You know, there's going to be like Christmas decorations in the corner and old couches and like leftover toys, but that's okay. Cause that's what it's for. Right. Right. So that was an interesting one because I think uh, 
a lot a lot of people probably have a resistance to just keep adding stuff and they're like yeah, yeah that's okay like it's it's fine that's that's where uh the expectation of all the rest of your navigation that you couldn't fit succinctly in the top. That's interesting. Super. I've never heard that advice, but I've definitely seen my fair share of ugly footers for sure. So what did, so you took the course. How, how long mm-hmm. was it? It was two hours, an hour? Uh, I think it was about two hours. Yeah. Okay. So, and then, and then what? Um, so cohort based courses, if you're not familiar, um, you know, they have, so it's on the Maven platform. Um, mm, which love Maven. I really, I love Maven. I've taken a couple courses even did the did the course for course creators. So I have a course in my brain that I haven't done yet, but I'm punting on. But it was fun to take that and kind of see the behind the scenes. So and even when you're in them, it's just it's just done well because there's like a, a rhythm and a cadence to doing breakouts and having interactivity and going through. So uh yeah, there were like two breakouts. So like I said earlier, she did a nice job of of putting pairing people together that would have some commonality. So again, for uh, based on roles and all kinds of other stuff. So um, that was nice. And I got some critiques on my site. I will be honest. I kind of hacked it a bit. So tell me about which, that. So, uh, you know, when I'm looking at the basic things, I can't help, but just want to start to go make changes. Right. So I knew going into this course, my whole idea was like, I some of the last round of changes that we did to the website, I would say are now, you know, speaking, cause I made the changes. So it was like me from six months ago, a year ago, whenever, like we hadn't make, made a lot of homepage changes. And I'm like this, I don't think this is actually hitting our, the right part of our audience or who are the most common people to visit this page. Mm-hmm. And it was just always, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next month. I'll do it next quarter. Right. So this rolled on for, six months or so. Um, and uh, so I was like, part of this forcing function for me to take this course is for me to make these changes. So I literally had my, you know, I, we, we use WordPress and I had Elementor up and I'm in there basically just like, hmm, what is it? Okay, let me make sure that's in my, so I was doing my thing <laughs> kind of while the course was going on. I'll be honest, I wasn't 100% paying attention to all the course pieces when she got into the weeds of some things like, how to work with your team to like, you know, build building blocks so that you can make reusable stuff. I'm like, cool, this is being recorded. I'll go view those later. But right yeah. now I, I am hot to just self critique and making sure I'm not, you know, making some of these major mistakes on, on the front page. And then later on, one of the breakouts did have a, you know, peer review and peer critique. So then I had live people to go talk to me about it there. So I was like, I kind of wanted it for that. Yeah. And, 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 and to get click publish and get it, get it out there. So how did it do in the peer review? What were some of the good feedback you got? Um, so it was, yeah, it was interesting because they did take through those, that critique I told you about and walked through the CTAs. One of the ones I, uh, that I can't say I agreed with and which is maybe contentious, but, uh, you know, we have a, we route to both like a demo and we also route to, we have two CTAs. So the major one is you know, talk to someone and get a demo. Uh, and the the secondary one is to, you know, sign up for a trial. And when they went and clicked on the trial things, they were like, oh, well, I, I'd like to know more limitations about the trial. Like, you know, how long is it? What do I get? Like all these other pieces. And um, we actually recently 
did a change where over the summer we were doing an experiment with having like uh, extending the dates or doing different, basically changing around a couple of things. And I think amidst all those changes and limitations, we, since we're making so many rapid changes, we took Mm -hmm. them off like the the page uh, in terms of like when you're on the page saying it's a 14 day trial or it's a 30 day trial or that type of thing. Technically it's all rolled back now. It's all a 30 day trial now. And, but amidst those changes, we found that the conversions changed uh, like the conversions rate. So once we removed some of those, yes, it's nice to know more information, but it actually stopped some people from signing up. So knowing it's like a 15 day Mm. trial, it's like, do I want to do that now or later? So we actually decided to keep it not on there. So their critiques as users were like, I'd like to know more. But then my counter in my brain is like, but would that have stopped you if you really wanted to try the product? And then you're going to get the notifications and all those types of things as well. So could have that been a deterrent instead? So that was one of their critiques, which I didn't agree with. (laughs) Interesting. I like that too. Um, do the, yeah, that's really cool, though, that you were able to sit there. I like the forcing function, though, oftentimes um, where it's like this block of time has been created. I need to get something done. And so I'm actually going to do it during this block of time, um, especially when, you know, you've put your money where your mouth is, right? Like you bought the course. It wasn't just like you block, you blocked off your calendar. You really made yourself go for it. Um so good. Any other like really high key takeaways or something that you even just as someone who's thinking about a course or now we're on Substack, what what kind of things would you take away from even how Emily has designed all of this? Um, I mean, one, I would say one of the other factors for me even taking this too was was to like get a chance to talk to her as well, too. So, mm. um, you know, the, the, the community and networking aspect, like uh, one thing that I know a lot of the Maven and cohort-based courses as they promote this community. Since this was a workshop, she didn't really use many of the community features. There wasn't like, hey, because they have an internal like Slack-like thing for any course. And she didn't really use any of those. What's funny is I, I did post in there but I don't think anyone was there. <laughs> so, oh. uh, and, and, if, and it's it's interesting, but my hope was that it would also feed into, these are also marketers, right? Most people are taking this. Um, and it could be interesting because we're also looking at a couple uh, uh, job openings and some other things. So so resonance and, and like even just if I emailed Emily at some time, it was like, hey, I took the course. Like, hey, I have some follow-up questions. I actually did ask a couple questions in there that were, sort of nuance that I wouldn't say I got great answers for, but that was okay. Cause it was more of a, on the homepage, how much should you be optimizing for SEO for certain terms? Mm. I wanted her take on it. Um, the only weird thing is someone else in the community tried to answer it. And I like cut, looked up the person. I'm like, I don't really know if you actually have a good authority to say this. Cause obviously I think we both discussed, I, do know a fair amount about SEO and even yeah. this other advice, which I'm like, yeah, like I didn't ask you, but that's okay. But thank you. <laughs> that's kind of sometimes the, uh, the beauty and the, the pain of community. Cause it really is. You, you get other people. It's not just about the one authority, the one person, right? Like what is it that they say community versus something else? I can't remember now where the one is, it's like one to many and then community mm-hmm. is a bunch to a bunch. Many, many to many. Yeah. Many yeah. to many. So 
yeah, that's, that is interesting. That's something to consider for sure. Well, that is really cool. I hope that it all works out. Have you, I mean, I know it's, you just did it, so it's not necessarily like you're seeing a lot of impact yet, but hopefully you'll see good changes so soon. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to re-go and, and listen to some of the recording again. Um, she gave great like assets pieces and I have a lot of follow-up to do like in terms of just the homepage. It's like, Oh yeah, I got to work on the, how it works page and some of those other priorities, but, um, but yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll kick me off, but I've now got momentum and, um, Roll, rolling downhill. So yeah, well, I think you have a really good question though. SEO on a homepage. Can you ask it again? And maybe we'll just ask. We've got really smart marketers, really smart people who listen. Maybe they can give you some clear and better advice. What was the question again about SEO on a homepage? Uh, well, it's more of like how much should you consider SEO in terms of like we rank for certain terms like referral software. Um, and, but yeah, at the same time, I don't want to litter, I, I don't want right. to, it's, it's like a balance of like, how much do I balance for SEO versus for the actual conversion copy on what we're trying to do? And there's, and, and I think the correct answer is probably leaning more towards conversion, but also to the point of like, if it means you're, you know, going to drop off page one, then maybe that's not necessarily, maybe you need to lean a little harder into the SEO side, but that was probably the conundrum that I've, I've faced that I, I don't really know a whole lot of people that face it. And I think oftentimes it depends on the size of your category and depends on yeah. how Google is handling the ranking. So if there are any listeners out there that have experience or at least have share my pain in this counterbalance, and I'd love to hear their takes on, on, on how they've how they dealt with it or how they see it, uh, but but that'd be interesting to know. Yeah, I'd I'd love to hear too. Like, what experience do you have? Let us know. There's Substack has comments, or even on Twitter when we share. It'd be it'd be good to know what the experts say. Yeah, love to hear. All right. Well, thank you, Josh. Thanks for sharing about the experience with your workshop. Good luck with the conversions. Thanks. I'll have to update in a month or so. See how uh, that goes. So yes. Cool. Talk to you later. All right. Bye, Josh.